All right, what's up, family? It's your boy, John Bacon, from the Bacon Bits Podcast. Thank you so much for your support, likes, and ratings. Please don't just listen, but rate me, follow me, and subscribe. This is an amazing way to offer free support. My beautiful queen and I have some books that we have written for your growth. So the first book we have is a workbook, actually. It's called Healthy Relationships, and this is a workbook through the lens of faith. Because what makes a relationship healthy or unhealthy? So this workbook is designed, it's a 12-week, it's a biblically grounded course, and every week has a, a few different principles. So if some of our principles, some of our topics that we're covering are respect, uh, cultivating security. And this is not just between a husband and wife. This is between parents, between siblings, between friends, between your bosses, employers. So it's really important, and everyone deserves a healthy relationship. And also, we have The Balanced Life by John Bacon. It covers how to be prosperous in your finances, relationships, your health, your mind, and your spirit. And we also have The Unraveling, a creative healing journal, pinings, poems, prayers, and ponderings of my precarious life. Um, I've had a testimony of, uh, I've had two brain tumors and two brain surgeries, and I'm super grateful, but I'm still grieving the process of healing. And this is part of the process. In this book, you have devotionals, you have prayers, and you have some ponderings. And in between these pages, you, there's a space for you to also be prompted to paint and to create uh, your own, or maybe you want to write something in these books. This is part of your creative healing journal that we get to walk through together. And you guys can just head over to Kingdom Servants First. Kingdom Servants, the number one, st.com. And you can purchase all three of these books. Thank you for your support, your love, and your contributions. God bless. Welcome, family, to the Bacon Bits Podcast, where we desire for you to take the bits of information and immediately apply them to your life for success. The ground rules for our podcast is that it will always be encouraging, uplifting, and informative. The areas of your life that we will be talking about on the Bacon Bits podcast is dealing with having a balanced life. And part of having a balanced life is having healthy relationships. So I can't teach this one by myself. I have the woman of my dreams. I have the woman that I call Habanero Sugar. Her name is Diana Acosta Bacon. Welcome to the podcast, babe. Thanks, babe. And I'd like to be known as a bacon because I have to add my Latin spice to it. Oh my God, here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> so when we are talking about our identity and relationships, uh, first of all, healthy relationships. Part of having a healthy relationship is knowing what your identity is. Identities are extremely important in the days and times we live in right now. Uh, if you don't know who you are, you will be put in a box and they will give you an identity. So growing up, uh, I'm just going to use you know my physical stature so people can know. Uh, if you've never seen me, I am 6'4 and 220 pounds. So, and I'm black. So what would you assume automatically people would identify me with? Basketball, yes, yes, basketball. Yeah, all the time, basketball, basketball, basketball. Still to this day, man, do you still play or do you still? I'm like, all tall black dudes don't have to be playing basketball. But that's one of the many identities that we can have uh, put on us that is 
which were way more uh, than that, just that very thing that they put us in as categories. So how are we tempted to find our identity? What would you think are some examples of that, babe? So I think whether it be our age back in the 70s and 80s versus now, it's a really big difference of how people are identifying themselves. But it's really hard to have a healthy relationship, whether it be with your parent, with your spouse, with your children, with your siblings, with your friends, with your coworkers, with your employers. I mean, it's so important to have healthy relationships. So I definitely want to make sure that we're, we um, don't come across as this is just a husband and wife thing because it's so much greater than that. It's so much more important because we all need a healthy relationship with our boss. We need to know how to communicate so we can have good jobs, good paying jobs, and not be miserable waking up and dragging our tails in there because nobody wants that. That's not a good life. So I think generally speaking, most people do identify their identity just based on their gender. Mm-hmm. And uh, male, female, it's something really simple and really basic. And a lot. I think there's a lot going on right now in society trying to redefine it being more than just male or female. And that's a big deal. There's more to us than just our culture, just just our um, our backgrounds. Generationally, our culturally, we're so different. Where we grow up is, is very different. So yeah. I think one of the first things that people are tempted to find their identity in as we grow up in schools is sports, just mm-hmm. like you. Like people just visually look at you and say, oh man, you used to play basketball. And um, it was hard for me. I was one of only three Latinos in my school growing up all the way through school. So. Uh, they, we had jocks, we had the preps, we had the geeks, we had the, uh, we had the, we called them, um, we called them like the stoners who like hung up by the mm. wall and smoked. We had, we had those who would cut school. I may or may not have been identified in there. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I can't, I cannot mm-hmm. no, neither deny nor uh, whatever the other is <laughs> to that. But there were so many different places that people would. It's like clitches, right? Yeah. Is that what you call them? Clitches. Glitches, glitches, glasses, whatever you call them. Clicks. Clicks. They're called clicks. Clicks. That's the word. Click. So it's it's like it's interesting because a click is what they use to train dogs. Isn't that funny? Click, click. So anyway, let's sidebar on that one. But the reality is we, as children, I think, tend to find our identity before school in our families, in our culture, in our food, in our music, in the kind of family we have, in the kind of skin color we have, the music that we listen to, the way that we dance, the way that we speak. Um... I mean, we all speak English in the United States, for instance, but you talk to a Texan and talk to a New Yorker and talk to someone from Oregon, we're going to talk very different. Yeah. So um, identity can be really, really interesting to find. Where are we, first of all, finding our identity? Because growing up, we do find it in sports. People mm. find their identity. I'm a football player, and I see people who are 50, 60, 70 years old with the same Letterman jacket and still talking <laughs> about the glory days. I'm like, bro, you are no longer that person. Right. Things, but yet I also, I also catch myself yeah. remembering the times where I used to coach or do these things, but that was in my 30s, yeah. not in high school. And I was an artist, and I'm still I'm an artist. And it's like, where, where and how do I identify ourselves? And does that affect the way we live our life and how we communicate and with whom we communicate and with what kind of clicks that we tend to be drawn to or f- away from? I find it fascinating. Um, with all those examples. Yeah, and I think it's cool because a lot of the things that you want to be associated with, you end up hanging around those type of people because I love being around dads because I love when men love their kids and love being in their lives. I love being an author and I speak to a lot of guys and uh, ladies that are writing their first book or have written a couple of books. Uh, I hang around people that are uh, 
podcasting now or thinking about going onto a podcast, uh, hang around people that, you know, want to draw, uh, draw closer to God. So I hang around a lot of Christians, hang around a lot of, uh, uh, ex jocks. So we talk about the glory days and things of that nature. So there's so many things that we could be talking about, but I think some people sometimes get so caught up in being one dimensional. And one of the cases being in point is because I work in a drug and alcohol facility when they have you introduce yourself. Hi, my name is John and I'm a, and whatever that drug of choice was, they label you as that, but I always love telling the guys as I'm trying to get them out that mindset, when you're not doing that, who are you? You're, you're more than just that addiction. So if I take the addiction way, are you, are you a dad? Are you a mom? You know, are you a grandma, granddad? Are you an uncle, auntie? Are you uh, whatever kind of work that you do? Are you uh, so many other things that you can be labeled as instead of that, just that one thing. So that's the one thing that we have to work on in our identity is not being uh, pigeonholed into just one part of our identity because you are so many different layers of so many different things. So I think that's very important to uh, speak on those issues. Absolutely, and I agree. And I think that's the interesting part of identity because as we come up as, as, as children and youth and teenagers and young adults, and then marry perhaps maybe with children, maybe our identity, it just changes, yeah. it evolves over time. And that's where we have, we get our identity in our family. A lot of uh, people, especially speaking as a woman, I was a single mother for 13 years. And mm. I think it's important to, to reflect back and say, wow, you know, I lost who I was as an individual. At some point, someone said, what's your favorite flavor ice cream? And I knew my children's favorite flavor. I knew my 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 you know ex husband's favorite flavor mm-hmm. because I was so making sure I was a good mother. I was a, I was a good wife. I was a good ho- housekeeper. I was doing all those things, and maybe identified with my circle of friends. And sometimes we identify with broken relationships. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm a divorced person. I'm Divor- a single mm-hmm. parent, and our addictions and our failures. Failures, yeah. And people, you know, we grab onto those identities, and they don't necessarily reflect who we are. They don't reflect our intellect or, or our abilities. And we have to really make sure that we don't come into agreement with some of the negative ways that we have identified ourselves over time mm-hmm. and start to really um, reflect and reevaluate who am I? Yeah. Because over time it does change and our life does change. And we go from children to empty nesters at some point and mm-hmm. uh, you have to re-identify yourself and go, yeah. maybe you go from one job to a completely different, different career job. change mm-hmm. and now how do you identify yourself I'm no longer that lawyer maybe now I'm a doctor maybe now I want to be a stay-at-home mom yeah. maybe I want you know disabilities I had abilities and I no longer have them so I have to reclassify who I feel like I I am again yeah but the beauty is that it doesn't change my value like I love the idea that God doesn't value me any less because I'm in, unable to do things. And my uh, um, value is not based on my ability to do anything in the first place. Yeah. Whether I be uh, an infant in the arms of someone doing nothing but just being fed and being cared for 24-7, I have the same value as the same person who's able to get up and run around and do all these beautiful things and be the Mother Teresa of the world. Yeah. My value doesn't change. Yeah. But if we have our identity in the right place... And we're coming into agreement with the right type of thinking. Mm-hmm. I think that's super important because what others say about us can often shape what we think or believe about ourselves. Because uh, I think another dimension also with that is also as we age, you know, who I was in my 20s is not who I am in my mm-hmm. 30s, 
who I am in my 30s is not who I am in my 40s. And I know by the time I'm in my 60s, it won't be who I am now in my 50s. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big thing. And then we have to accept the new identity because you know, getting older, you don't have a choice. You have to accept the identity that you're being given because you don't move the way you used to move. You can't think as fast as you used to think. Uh, and you can't uh, do the things that you used to do. So I think a big part of it is we have to always be changing our identity to be able to accept the identity that's being put upon us because of just nature as it is. Uh, I find it interesting that you said that, that we have to accept the identity we've been given. Hmm. And I think that's part of the pushback right now culturally and that's part of the pushback as an individual person most of us want to break out of our identities you know coming from a latin community latin culture you know we be given nicknames i'm sure you understand you know Mm -hmm. people be given nicknames based on what you look like based on what your what your weaknesses are Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah you know we be giving some nicknames that are just they're not nice they're just not nice so we have to make sure we don't come into agreement with those things and we we as individuals have to get to a point in our life where we feel confident in our ability to say, this is who I am and mm-hmm. this is how I want to be represented. And part of that is being able to represent yourself in that. Yeah. If that's how you want to be identified, then to break out of those boxes, to break those glass ceilings, to, to break those invisible walls that we have created based on biases, based on cultures, based on mm-hmm. the, the denominations in, in churches, based on so many different things. Yeah. But speaking as as a very simple human being we get to define that yeah we get to decide that yes and ideally we get to decide the greatest what god thinks of us rather than what the the most negative ideas of what people have put out are or what even our own negative ideas have been put in mm. all our failures and all our mistakes and, and then hopefully we learn from those and not identify to the point where we have grown to become that person yeah and I think that's why I love speaking to uh, kids as much as I get a chance to, because I, I do not want them to box themselves in from what uh, society has, especially for my uh, young Latino and uh, black men out there. You know, I do not want you to limit yourself on uh, what used to be. You know, you only can rap or you only can do uh, day labor or, you know, you're lazy or you're stealing all the time. I'm like, no, man, we are so much bigger than that. But if we're not uh, having them brought into different environments, they will always be consumed by the same thing that they see. Because uh, I'm at a time right now where I always challenge men when I'm doing a a class every week with just men. of How many positive role models do you see on TV now? Especially uh, dads. You know, it's slim to none. You know, the identity of what they're putting me in as is bumbling idiots and and uh, everybody else is running the show except the dad. And I think that's that's a big, uh, big concern, you know, because uh, how many children need their dads and need not just need their dads in the house, but also you want to have dads that's going to be protective, dads that's going to be encouraging, dads that's going to be providers. So not just having dad in the house just to be in the house, but what kind of dad do you desire to be? You know, so that's part of your identity. You know, you don't want to be a, a, a deadbeat dad. You know, I, that's one of the things that I just despise. And I think about that. I don't want anybody to be labeled just that. But this, you know what? If you get a chance, brother, to change your life and be in your kid's life, let's do whatever we can. But that's part of your identity is knowing that you you can be a great dad. Even if your dad wasn't there for you, you can be a great dad. Now, I love talking to people and figuring out what are some of the ways that our thoughts 
our emotions express our identity? How do we even, ex like you said, finding someone that you can kind of role model from and how do you express that though? How is our behavior, whether you are a believer in Christ, whether you are a believer of being kind, yes. um, when it comes down to it, where are our moral fibers coming from? Where are our words, our promises, our character, our values? What are yeah. we valuing and what character are we representing at that point? Yeah. And is it a character that we don't want to be identified with? And if it's someone we do want to be identified as, then we have to make sure that our we have integrity in that and we, we continue and we have consistency on a daily basis. If kindness is your language, then, then be kind. Yes. But that's not just to other people. That's first and most importantly to love ourselves. Yes. To yes, love yes. others. You know, the greatest, uh, the greatest commandment is what? To love the Lord your God with yeah, all your heart and soul and to love your neighbor as, as yourself. yourself. So I think we, we have no problem being really kind uh, and helpful. You know, let, let, let somebody call you at 2 in the morning. Brother, man, I got your back. I'm over there. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Let somebody call. Let, let a young mother call and be like, I, I don't know what to do. The baby's crying. We run over there and be like, how can I help? Let me bring diapers. Let me hold the baby. You go take a nap. Take a shower. We're so willing to go and be compassionate with other people. We feel their pain. We feel empathy for mm -hmm. them. But yet we're not that nice to ourselves. Yes. We're not that encouraging to ourselves. We don't speak well over ourselves when we make a mistake. And I am the first one to say that, man, I can rag on myself. I, I, I can gain a prize on that. But we have to be really aware of if that's the character I want to be identified as. Is, and am I being compassionate with me? How am I speaking to my, how am I narrating my life story? Yeah. When I fall, when I make a mistake, when, when I judge rather than love. And, you know, I'm judging myself now. So... That also goes along with this whole identity is is how are we living our life and who are we reflecting what are we reflecting and how are we maintaining that reflection yeah and that's a big one babe because uh one of my wonderful co-workers she would uh run morning reflection groups in the morning at the uh, rehab where we work at and one of the cards that she had it, it mesmerized me because the card you know she had a question she was going to be asking the clients in the morning and the question said would you speak to others the way you hear the voices speaking to you in your head? And 100% of the staff that I polled that morning before she ran that class, 100%, not no, no other percent, 100% of people said they would not speak to others the way they hear the voices speaking to them in their head. And I always love teasing us because I used to work in psych for eight years. Do we all hear voices? Yes, we do. <laughs> and the voices that we hear are our what kind of voices, what kind of statements, what kind of words are we hearing ourselves I heard say you, I heard, to I just each heard other. you be a pirate. You said, are ours. Yes. So apparently <laughs> your voice is a pirate voice. Are Okay. But that is important. I'm telling you that you got to make sure what kind of identity do you feel about yourself? Because sometimes what we end up doing is regurgitating what somebody else has spoken over our lives and we start calling ourselves that thing. You know, if a if, 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 parents said you know what you're just like it you know i'm just using a uh, a bitter mom who whatever mom it is they just say you know what you're just like your daddy your daddy wasn't nothing you ain't nothing and you ain't never gonna be nothing and then you'll hear people regurgitate that very thing that they heard their parents say about them and they start taking on that very identity that they wish they would have never took on because they believe the words of somebody that was impressionable on them give them that uh identity yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the 
the danger in coming into agreement, the power of agreement. What do you believe about yourself? What, what do you believe about all the things that have been spoken over you? What do you believe about the, who's narrating your story? What do you believe about your job, about your, the way you family, about the way you mother, you father, your friends, your circle of friends, the mistakes you've made, and the, and the victories you've also had? I mean, it all lines up. And as we progress in life and we get older, and you are correct when you said, you know, you, you, our, our bodies are aging. There's nothing yeah. we can do about that. Amen. Granted, absolutely nothing we can, we can do about that. But ideally, emotionally and mentally and spiritually, we're also growing. Yeah. And that we need to do check, check. We need, we need to check in on ourselves. We check in on our friends. How you doing? How, how you been? I heard, I heard something happen at work. How was your day? Go? We need to check in on ourselves. How am I doing? Where am I falling back on? Am, am, I, am I doing the things that I need consistently to maintain the person I want to be for me so I can be yeah. proud of who I am yeah. and not be a different person for different people? I want to be the same person yeah. uh, with all people. And granted, we have all these identities as a mother, as a grandmother, as a sister, as a, as a daughter, as, a, as, as, as an employee, as a yeah. wife. I mean, we all carry so many identities, first of all. But as we progress in life and as we ideally emotionally mature, mentally mature, spiritually mature, as we age, we start to understand those things and start to check in on ourselves. And then we also have to make sure that as life happens, because life is going to happen, uh, sometimes it hap- It feels like it might feel like it happens to us, but things are also happening for us. Yeah. If I can look at my life now and say, what are, what are uh, some of the hardest things in my life right now are also the greatest blessings. Yeah. So it's, it's really difficult to say, is this the greatest thing that ever happened to me or the worst thing that ever happened to me? It's maybe not being emotional about it. It's maybe recognizing that I have emotions about it, but not becoming emotional about it. And saying life happens. We lose jobs. It doesn't yeah. make you a loser and nobody wants you. Right. Uh, you, you. You become ill. It doesn't mean you deserve it or God's punishing you. You know, we make bad choices. Maybe you're having a bad day. But those choices can, you know, we have consequences of choices, but you can start making better choices and have better consequences. And, and that's okay, but it doesn't change our value or our identity in who we are. And it's beautiful to know that you can change your identity as soon as you would love to change your identity. You don't ever have to stay stuck because of somebody else. You get to immediately, once you decide to change your identity, you can start from that day forward, that moment forward, and change your identity to what you want it to be. Because we have power, you know, God has blessed us tremendously to make some great decisions. He's given us some great uh, scriptures, given us great word, but we still have to do the very thing that's being asked of us. And what is our identity wrapped up in? We get to choose it. If you're not happy with the environment that you're in, you get to change that. If you're not happy with the job that you're in, you get to change that. If you're not happy with the job and the title of what you used to do, you're not happy with that. You can always change. You can always change. You don't have to stay a divorcee. You don't have to stay a, uh, maybe you went to jail and, and that's what you did. You, you paid your dues. Now when you get out, let's let's recreate that identity. You know, as we say, we get older. I might have made some jacked up decisions, which I have done. Lord knows I have. But I've been able to change my identity by making a decision to say, I don't want to be looked out, looked upon as that very thing that I used to be labeled as. You know, a person that was filed for bankruptcy, a person that was, laid off their job, a person that was divorced, 
that went through a bad marriage. I mean, a person that was uh, uh, raised by a single mom, and that's a beautiful thing. But it's also a beautiful thing to know that I became the, the dad that I became because I had to say, you know what, I do not want the same identity as my dad had. I want to be the kind of dad that I want to be. And I made a decision to change that identity for that time and that for this moment as I have to this day. And that's the beauty of some of the hardest things that we've experienced in life have become the fuel yes. to recreate the person we were meant to be. And, you know, look at clothing, look at just retail, retail alone, our cars. People get their identity in the cars. They get their mm -hmm. identity and we put a different outfit on. They walk different. All of a sudden, you, yeah. you put a man in a suit. Oh, all of a sudden, he uh, feels mm, brand new. Mm, mm, all of a sudden, he, mm. he, he's brand new. You Come put on, little girl. little shoes with little tap shoes. I'm mean, a little girl. And the, all of a sudden, I'd be, I'd be wanting to tap all over. The, I, would, I would be stomping harder just so I can hear the tap. <laughs> Because I felt some sort of way because I was, you can't tell me I wasn't a dancing queen because right. I heard my feet tapping. So it's just one of those, whatever it takes to encourage yourself, the things can be very little. I'm not saying go out and be a debt, be in debt, don't be in debt, go to the thrift store. But you can recreate yourself with the way you do your hair. Put red lipstick on. It's something could be such a small change to make you feel more confident. Yeah. And that's, even in that word, it was something as a woman, I had to change in my, after my divorce and after recreating the kind of person I wanted to be is recognizing I didn't want to become and find my identity in just being a wife. Just, just that, just the word just alone, that needs to be trashed because yeah. we're never just anything. We are far greater than, greater than that, that word yeah. just, but I didn't want to be identified as just a wife or just yeah. a mother or, or just a caregiver or all the things that I was doing. Those are things I did. Yeah. Those are not who I was mm -hmm. and who I was. I didn't want to be, uh, we grow up thinking you got to be sexy. You have to have sex appeal and, it wasn't that because that was the wrong kind of attention. I wanted to feel confident. Yes, and what yes. will that take for me to feel confident and be bold and be strong? Uh, whether or not I feel it inside, that will follow. But I needed to find ways to encourage myself so I can feel bold, I can feel confident, and I can, uh, in order for once those happen, then I would feel stronger. So life happens. Yes. Life happens and we take hits in life. And not everything happens to us. Things just happen for us to force a change upon our life that probably needed to happen. And um, that's the beauty. When our, when our life is wrecked, or at least it feels like it's wrecked, what a beautiful opportunity to create a garden with the rubble. Yes, indeed. You know, I want to say that um, very often the foundation, the very foundation, once we feel like we, man, I got this. I know who I am. I'm confident. I'm strong. Um, I'm wise within reason um, to be confident, to, but to not be arrogant, you know, like to find that balance in life that is so important. But once things in life are going to happen, when we find it, when we get it, when we're walking in it, we, we, we just, you know, we, we, that morning when you look in the morning, you're like, you got it, girl. You're looking good. We got it today. I'm, I'm going to handle my life today. I got it all together. There's going to be opportunities in life just happening that the very foundation of our identity gets rattled it gets shaken and it gets altered because outside influences, events, people, man, life happens. Sometimes we are rattled to the core of our bone. Our marrow is shaken to the core and we got to figure out what am I standing up for? And right now in this society, in this culture, in the way that things are going left or right, where am I standing? Where am I sitting? Where am I advocating? Where am I stepping back? We have to remember who we are, who we are in Christ, who we are in ourself. And it is crucial 
to move forward and to develop healthy relationships in spite of the world trying to wreck us. I guess that's where he would enter, cut me off. You, my beautiful queen, for coming on to the Bacon Biz Podcast, you know, especially since your last name is Bacon, too. Mm-hmm. So we are so grateful for this opportunity and this privilege to come before you guys. Uh, and we want to leave you with that. How do you want your identity to be? What do you want your identity to be? You get to pick it. Don't let nobody else label you what they've labeled you. You get to pick. And God has blessed you so much to be so awesome. Take advantage of your identity. We love you. We'll see you back next time on Bacon Bits. God bless.